AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Destro. That's D-E-E-S-T-R-O. And on this episode, I'm bringing in my girlfriend, actually, who I am quarantining with right now. And we're going to talk about our top three romantic comedies of all time. So we'll each give our list and compare them, review them. Maybe if you're looking for something kind of funny and lighthearted to watch right now, could be a good recommendation for that. And then we're also going to review a movie together we watched recently called Booksmart, which came out last year, which I felt was a pretty big sleeper pick of movies that came out of last year. So we'll get into that review and then we'll do some movie news about kind of movie theaters opening back up and a really controversial movie that got added to Netflix. And by controversial, I mean this is one movie that people either loved or hated. So we'll get into that review. And thanks, everybody, for hitting play and download on the episode this week. If you don't mind and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just leave a quick little five-star rating, write a quick little review. It really takes like 30 seconds and helps so much. And I see these coming in every week, and that means a lot to me. So if you're just listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down real quick and do that for me. That would be amazing. Or if you're listening on any other platform, just make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you get brand new episodes every single Monday because I like it when you guys come hang out with me on the podcast. All right, with all that said, let's get right into this week's episode. Here we go. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, so today we are talking about our top three romantic comedies of all time. And due to popular demand, I brought my girlfriend Kelsey back on the podcast. Hello. Hello. Wow, popular demand? Popular demand, like a whole list of people wanted to see you back on the podcast. Here I am. How did you feel after you did the first one? 
The first one was fine because I just told myself that no one other than my mom was listening, which I know isn't true. Um, this one's a little more nerve wracking. All right. Well, we're going to do our top three romantic comedies. And if you're new to the podcast and new overall listening to this, um, just a quick background. We have been dating for two years now. We did long distance. And right now we're not really long distance because we've been quarantining together for the last seven weeks. Seven Is that right? Weeks. How would you rate our quarantine so far? Am I rating it on like a number scale, letter grade? A letter grade. I would say a solid A minus. I'll take, yeah, I would put us at an A minus. We've watched a lot of movies together. We've watched a lot of movies. I think that's kind of been the way we've, I don't know, not processed everything, but it's a good way to kind of break away from everything and watch movies. And you actually made me watch a movie that I hadn't seen for the very first time. And we're actually going to talk about it on the podcast right now. That we are. All right. So let's get right into it. I'll let you kick it off. Go with your number three romantic comedy. That would be 13 going on 30. Which is a good one. Love that movie. Why do you like it? It's just such a classic. I love Jennifer Garner in it. Um, I think it just spans like all of the time periods, her as a teenager, her as an adult, um, and just kind of the love story that follows along. It just is a classic. And Mark Ruffalo. I like Mark Ruffalo a lot in that movie. Um, it's kind of weird seeing him go from doing those kind of movies to being all into the Avengers and then now kind of like going back into doing dramatic stuff. Where do you think he fits in better? It is strange because I do love Avengers, so I see him as Hulk. Um, but I would say 13 going on 30 is probably the one that I associate the most with him just because I've seen it so many times. It is a classic chick flick. I like it too, though. I, I guess it is kind of chick flicky, but I, I don't know. I like that. I like when anything goes back to like the nostalgia factor of it, of her like looking back on her childhood and then bringing that back into like her adult life. But yeah, I guess it is pretty chick flicky. <laughs> We've watched that one together. Yeah, I like. I still like it. It has a sixty-five percent Rotten Tomato score. Are you, are you surprised it's a little lower? Or you think no, that's right around? I don't feel like rom-coms score very high that's on true. Tomatoes. Rom Critics don't love a rom-com. Rom-coms and horror movies are usually the hardest like to get critiqued. I don't know why. Which, I don't think you go into a rom-com expecting to see anything groundbreaking or any kind of like, okay, this is going to change my life. It's just the movie sometimes you want to watch to make you feel good and kind of kick back and relax too. I was going to say, that's a good way to describe it, feel good. I've never walked into like a Nicholas Sparks movie thinking that... It's, it's going to change, change your my life. life. <laughs> well, number three, I put Knocked Up. Have you seen Knocked Up? I have, but it's been a long time. Yeah, it came out in 2007. Surprisingly, it has a 90% Rotten Tomato score, which I think this gets a higher rating probably because it's a Judd Apatow movie. Um, but I remember watching this for the first time and thinking this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And it's a mix of being kind of raunchy and really going after some of that crudeness in the comedy side of it but it also has a pretty good underlying romantic story which is you don't expect of um seth rogan and katherine heigl ending up having a baby together but i remember that being a pretty big movie at the time of like everybody kind of wanted to have a hit like knocked up again i'd say that's fair and i think that was probably one of katherine heigl's better rom-coms she does a lot that's kind she of her thing like 27 that dresses it, that's kind of her thing good one and she was like so big probably in like the late 2000s of doing all these movies and kind of has gone away i can't remember the last thing i saw her in and she's reportedly not the easiest to work with 
people say that. I don't know. I don't know how true that is or people just don't, I don't know, like her. But I don't know. I like all of her movies. See, I just associate her with Grey's Anatomy in my head. Oh, she was in that. She was huge. She was one of the stars. I forgot about that. All right. Well, we'll move on to our number two movies. What do you got? I have one that we just recently watched, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. I admit, yeah, I thought this was going to be a whole different... I thought it was going to be like a straight-up sappy romantic movie, and I wasn't going to be into it at all. The only thing I really knew about it was Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. You dragged your feet about watching it a little bit. I didn't want to watch it. I was like, I've heard of this movie, and it's probably not for me. But I watched it and was pretty sucked in pretty right away. It's really good. And there's it's a spoiler-free podcast. I won't spoil anything, but there is one twist that you don't see coming. And I'm so proud of myself that the whole movie, I didn't say there was yeah. a surprise coming because I am notoriously bad at keeping surprises. I'm the type of person that like buys you a present and then is like, I bought you this present and your birthday's not for another month. So to not spoil that there was a surprise yeah. coming, I was really proud of myself. That was a really great, I think one of the, I can usually see a twist coming. And I had no idea that was coming. I, be, I guess because it is a romantic comedy, you don't expect a twist like that. And when it does hit, you're like, holy crap, this is just changed the entire movie. But I, I felt like the whole movie wrapped up pretty well. And it didn't feel like like just a straight up sappy romantic comedy. Like there was a lot of good backstory to it. I really liked the characters in it. And I don't know. I just thought it was really well done. It's one of those two that there's several stories going on at once and they tie mm. them in together well. It doesn't feel disjointed. Like there's several different plot lines, I feel like, and it kind of gets wrapped up. Oh yeah, there's like three separate plot lines and in that moment where the twist does happen, it wraps them all up. They all hit at once, which is pretty cool. And that surprisingly has a 79% score, which is pretty high. I feel like that's fair. I feel like Ryan Gosling Oh, in this movie he's pretty like do you feel like that's how you see Ryan Gosling like in rom-coms? He, he kind of has a pretty good range of doing like really serious dramatic stuff and then doing kind of the more rom-com stuff like The Notebook. I, f- I haven't seen him really in anything lately besides Crazy Stupid Love. I haven't watched a ton of his dramas, so I just kind of see him as the rom-com guy. All right, I'll go to my number two. I went with Never Been Kissed. Have you ever seen Never Been Kissed? I have. Uh, 1999 and I think what I like about this movie first of all it's so like 1999 like on the edge of when like 2000s are about to hit and that movie just feels like the 90s still and uh, I don't know I like I don't really like a whole lot of Drew Barrymore movies like aside from her as a kid being an E.T. there's not a whole lot of Drew Barrymore movies aside from the wedding singer that I like her in which we're naming a lot of rom-coms. I, know, I was going to say, Fifty First Dates was also a contender on my list. I didn't really like Fifty First Dates. Sad. Like, I like the earlier Adam Sandler stuff, of course. And then later, I feel like he gets so into, like, just really wacky concepts. I feel like that was, like, the very edge of it, Fifty First Dates. Like yeah, it was, was kind a, of the next, like, era of Adam Sandler. After that, he gets into his, like, Don't Mess With The Zohan and all those Click, movies. Jack and Jill. And surprisingly, my mom's like probably favorite Adam Sandler movie. Um, But yeah, I like this one a lot. I don't know why, like, I don't know the cast. There's so many people in this movie. Like Jessica Alba's in this movie. David Arquette is in this movie. There's a whole lot of people who are like at the time were like a really big deal. And if you look at this movie kind of from like an outer scope, it's like, oh, this existed in this nice little period of time. And it's one that I watch 
anytime that will come on TV and I can kind of jump back into it. And I think it has also one of the greatest romantic scenes at the very end once it finally happens. Like, I don't know. I think that makes me feel something even down to this day. What? You know, I'm, I'm just laughing. Just laughing at me? I'm just laughing at you. Did you not like the, the end scene? It's been a while since I've seen it. When she runs out onto the mound at the baseball game? Not really ringing a bell. Okay. Well, you have to go rewatch it. We'll have to rewatch this one. All right. What do you have at your number one? I have She's the Man. Amanda Bynes. And Channing Tatum. Why, do, why is this one of your favorite? Or your favorite? It's just so funny. And it's one of those that I can quote. That was like, I think it came out in like 2006. So it was like right before I just like started to really love like a good rom-com. And that was one of the first that I watched. Um, and I just think it, Amanda Bynes is so funny in it. Although that's one of the last things that she did. And that's mm-hmm. reportedly like what kind of sent her out of Hollywood. So that's sad. This but, movie in particular? Yeah. She said she just like had a lot of like trauma from having to play both a girl and a boy yeah and so that kind of messed her up it's been a while since i've seen this and what's the overall like what happens she pretends to be her brother and dresses up as him and plays soccer at his boarding school got it and channing tatum plays the he's one of the other soccer players got it i remember now there you go uh, i like this i i think i only watched this when it would come on tv so i don't think i ever sat down and watched it all the way through but yeah, I do you feel like that was like her last? That was one of the last things. The she last did. thing she did. And it's her, one of my favorites. I have it on DVD. I've watched it a lot. That's like a solid like girls' night movie with my friends. My best friend can quote it backwards and forwards, so it's kind of annoying to watch it. With her. <laughs> All right, we'll do my number one, which I had to go with only a year after yours, two thousand seven. I went with Juno, which I don't like. This is just one of my favorite movies of all time, and I really like this one because it's. It feels very indie and it feels very kind of like low, not low budget in a way, but kind of just has that indie feel yet. It feels it and went way beyond that to be a bigger movie. Um, I really like uh, Ellen Page in this one and she's one of my favorite actresses, actually. And the soundtrack to this movie, all the quotes that came from this movie and this movie, I felt defined like 2007 and everything that was kind of going on in that year. And it just feels like it encapsulates that year and it also kind of holds up over time and actually has a 94% rating, which is pretty high. Like this movie actually did pretty well as far as like people critics liking it too. I think you have a good point about it kind of being one of those that they weren't expecting it to be such a big success because it was an indie and then it just kind of blew up and they were like, Oh, well, we did good with this. And then also here you have Jennifer Gardner and, oh, yeah, she is and Jason Bateman as the the couple trying to adopt a kid, so she gets pregnant as a teenager, and Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is like ultimate two thousand. Michael Sarah is like ultimate two thousand seven. I think this is his best role. Like, like every role he kind of did after this was like always acting like Michael Sarah. And I don't know. This one kind of has a twist in it too, which in the movie feels kind of like it doesn't really have a happy ending in a way. And I like that. It went the dramatic route and didn't end how you were expecting it to. But it also kind of, it almost even left it up to like, they could make a sequel to this. Like, I I would kind of be interested to see something like, oh, here's Juno, like 10 years down the line. Would be like 13 now. I was going to say 13 years. I don't know. I think that would be interesting. I don't really like when they make sequels so far down the line, but 
this is just one of my favorite movies. I would kind of be interesting to see. And I haven't seen Michael Sarah in anything in a while. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been in much. Okay, wrapping up thoughts on romantic comedies. Any honorable mentions? Like, I feel like people are going to be mad that we didn't say The Notebook, but I don't think that's a romantic comedy. 40-Year-Old Virgin was probably up there on my list, but I felt like Knocked Up was in that same kind of space, and I felt Knocked Up was a better movie. I guess my honorable mentions, like we mentioned, 50 First Dates. 27 Dresses is a really good one that I forgot about. The scene where she's singing Benny and the Jets is great. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was also on my list. That's another good one. That's a really good one. The 90s was just a really good time for romantic comedies, too. I'll watch that one anytime it's on TV. Any others we are forgetting? Probably a lot. I feel, well, like The Wedding Singer was close up there, too. But as far as Adam Sandler movies, I just, it's not one of my favorites. I know people like that one a lot, but I think for romantic comedies, it's, it's just not up there for me. But I think that's all the honorable mentions only ones that i'd thought about so um those are our list of the top three romantic comedies we also recently watched a movie called book smart together did so you want to review that one next let's do it all right we'll take a break and do that this episode is brought to you by navy federal credit union and navy federal it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them but do everything to make sure they not only grow but flourish that's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. 
All right, we're now going to get into our review of a movie called Booksmart, which came out last year, directed by Olivia Wilde, starring Caitlin Denver and B.D. Feldstein. Did I say her name right? You did. And the weird thing about this, I didn't realize watching it that that's Jonah Hill's little sister. Yes, I think I had to tell you that. I was like, oh, crap. I remember she started acting, and then I guess the fact that she doesn't use Hill in her name, I was like, oh, I forgot that was her. But... The weird part about that is I felt watching this movie, it reminded me so much of um, Superbad. And I felt like it was almost like a female version of Superbad. I was like, holy crap, Jonah Hill's sister did a female version of Superbad. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Nobody knows that we are fun. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. He broke art rules. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. Damn it. Well, what do you think about this movie? I thought it was really good. It was funnier than I expected. Yes, I thought the same thing. It was a dry humor, too, which I think I can appreciate in movies. I don't necessarily love all movies that try to be funny, mm-hmm. but it was a good, like, sarcastic humor i felt it was very much your humor in this that like i like you laughed out loud a lot during this movie i did and we're, we're also right now in the middle of watching a movie called the wrong missy right that's what it's called the david spade netflix yes. movie which is i feel like the complete opposite kind it of is comedy a stupid funny which has its kind of moments too in a way because of really like i think that's what it's produced by adam sandler's uh, movie company which he goes just for straight up like Here's cartoony funny of like outrageously ridiculous characters doing really weird things. And I feel like that movie is the complete opposite of Booksmart right no, now. No, it's funny. I didn't want to watch it and I didn't want to like it, but it, it has. So there's two different kinds of comedies here. This movie, Booksmart, which has like really well written jokes, stuff that like maybe even we didn't get the first time around. If we watched it again, it would find funny again. And then you have a movie like The Wrong Missy, which is just straight up like out there comedy of like okay you don't even have to really pay attention to find this funny like a kid could find that funny i think Booksmart also reminds me of in a way bridesmaids which when we did our last podcast i talked about being my favorite movie and that it's just like a good like solid female comedy like they're strong female roles like they're not playing like stereotypical like damsel in distress like just very like independent it's them being funny so what the movie's about, essentially, why I say it's kind of like super bad, is that it's these two girls who essentially were in high school and they did everything by the book and they didn't really go out and party or do anything crazy. Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe I relate to it. Oh, a you felt bit. like it was you. <laughs> so they do that and then it's the last day of school and they're like, okay, we're going to go on to be college and we haven't really done anything. And they're like, well, we, you know, we got into the schools we wanted to and that's what we worked so hard for. But then they see like other kids that they went to school with who also they just thought were partying the whole time. They're like, oh, yeah, we all got into really great schools, too. So they're like, we didn't do anything fun during high school. We were kind of just trying to focus on being smart and doing all our schoolwork that we didn't experience any kind of like parties or get in any kind of trouble. So the movie is their last attempt at trying to have fun and go to this one party and the whole movie is their journey to that party which i feel is like super bad but you said that kind of feels like you (laughs) just the whole like not having fun in high school maybe that's why i like it as i related to them you never went to a party in high school no (laughs) never think like you were went to one new year's eve party and it was like a high school party yeah 
See, I never went to parties either in high school. I didn't well, go to parties in college. I don't go, we don't go to parties now. Well, see, I, I was never invited to parties in high school. What happened was, like, I had friends, I had cousins who were older than me, and an older brother who was seven years older than me, and I would hang out with them. So I would go to things that they were invited to, and I would just kind of tag along. It's like, oh, it's so-and-so's little brother, or it's, you know, his cousin. And I would kind of go and see people from my high school and people who I went to school with at these parties and just be kind of weird because I was the shy, quiet kid in class and I would kind of get put into the situations where I'm hanging out with these other people. But I never went to a kind of high school party, like something like in this movie, Booksmart, or any kind of like the typical high school party where it's people hanging out, drinking and partying. Like that was never me. And I don't really feel either for me that it was like I was so focused on school, which I was a good student, like a's and b's throughout high school but i didn't feel like i wanted a party i didn't like i didn't i like i because i got to see it from like an outside perspective of being there but not really being a part of it that i didn't feel like i missed out on anything like i didn't have like this feeling like they did in the movie of like oh i wasted this entire time like not partying did you feel like you like looking back on high school you would want to go back and maybe party a little bit absolutely not see it's i think it's just a little overrated did you go to prom? I did go to prom. See, I didn't go to prom. And I don't feel like I missed out on anything there either. I went to prom with like six of my best friends. And that was the only reason it was fun. But we had our prom in a space that was way too small. And so most of the night we just stood outside and talked to each other and probably our teachers. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> Well, I made it a thing to like not go to prom. Like I was very more antisocial than I am now. And I think I, in high school I had a little more purpose of being like anti doing like normal traditional things i was like i'm not going to go to prom as kind of like i'm gonna go against the establishment in a way but looking back i don't think i even if i didn't feel that way i wouldn't have wanted to go to prom and i never feel like there's a space missing in me of like oh i really wish i would have gone you're not missing much um but other things in this movie that i felt i related to was kind of their friendship like of like how I never had a friend like that in high school that I was so close with that I did everything with and like planned out like our entire future with. I think that was more like with my brother. So I kind of felt like that was my relationship that I felt from this movie is it wasn't so much like like with me, like a person I went to high school with that I kind of went on to college with. Like my brother was seven years older than me. But once I graduated high school, we were both together, made the decision to move from our hometown to Austin, Texas. And I felt like we kind of had that relationship of like, we were so close, we would fight a lot, but then we would kind of make up and be cool again, which they kind of have a whole fight and big blow up in this movie. Um, was there anything else that kind of stick out from you that you related to? I never, I didn't get so much <laughs> like how on brand it was with your comedy. Like, <laughs> like that's why you liked it so much. I didn't realize that until now, really, that I related to it a little bit. I can't think of anything else that wouldn't, giveaway spoilers true I don't want to say anything. no spoilers it's still, it's still a fresh movie so what would you rate this movie four and a half out of five books four and a half out of five uh i think i'll go i'll go one down and give it four out of five books it's pretty it's really good like for a, a good comedy i think it's really worth watching and i like the different perspective that it is from like a female perspective but never feels like like a girly movie i guess or like like they take anything away from that the director Olivia Wilde, i really like her too and it got like a pretty good 
buzz whenever like Oscars came around. It didn't really get nominated for anything. But man, I felt like that was kind of a sleeper movie last year that I felt a lot of people talked about. But it kind of took me a while to see, and I'm but I'm glad I did. And I feel like maybe because it didn't have huge names in it. True. But I think that's what made it good too, is that it's fresher actresses. Yeah. And so they haven't done thousand comedies, and it's not them just doing the same role over and over. I feel like comedies are almost better when you don't have a big name attached to it because it allows you to watch this movie kind of like with just focusing on the story and what's happening other than like, oh, it's so-and-so acting right now. Like, I think that has a better kind of, I don't know, a better setup for a to be a good comedy than just throwing in a bunch of A-list actors to do things. Because you don't go in with any expectations. It's true. And there's a lot of, oh, was there a good, some, there's some good cameos in this too. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, he's pretty funny in it. Good. Yeah, so you can watch. We watched it on what Hulu. Hulu. Yep. And I think it's you can if it's you don't have Hulu. I think you can rent it on other places for like three bucks. So um, if you're looking for something funny to watch, we recommend checking out Booksmart. All right, you good? I'm good. <laughs> All right. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you could give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks to my girlfriend, Kelsey, for hanging out on this episode. And she's actually going to do the outro with me, so she's still here. Say hello. Hello. Um, But before I hop out of here, I got to give my Instagram shout out of the week, which I do every single week. All you have to do is tag me on Instagram or tweet me at Mike Distro. And uh, I shout out somebody every week. And this week it is Hannah and Will who tweeted me about listening to last week's episode. And they're currently driving to Colorado and listening to another episode. So they're catching up on the podcast. And also, before we hop out of here, I have some quick movie news to go over. And I thought, since Kelsey is still here, um, we will do it together. So first of all, Adam Sandler's movie Uncut Gems has been added to Netflix, which I feel that movie had very split reviews. Um, You either loved it or hated it because it's such a stressful movie. And it's... A dramatic Adam Sandler role, which I think people expect him to do more comedy stuff. And it's kind of seeing him in a different light. And we saw this movie in theaters and it it is legit the most stress I've been seeing a movie in a really long time. And I tweeted after I watched this movie that I was on the edge of my seat watching this. And you can confirm that I was literally on the edge of my seat, right? I've never seen you so stressed out during a movie. I I was also pretty stressed. It's a very stressful movie and it has this kind of fast paced and like what's about to happen throughout the entire movie like it has this feeling of just like oh everything is frantic every kind of situation he gets into feels like holy crap like what's about to happen and i felt that way just so tense throughout the entire movie that i enjoyed that like i liked i like any kind of movie that makes me feel something real and i was in that movie theater in that seat and i felt like i was on a roller coaster but i think other people you don't like it because of the stressfulness. You don't like the violence in this movie. So I feel you're going to see it as either one you liked or you hated. What did you like or hate? It wasn't my favorite movie, but I also didn't hate it. I don't even think I watched a trailer for it. I do that with a lot of movies that I go to see with you. I just you blindly go see them. You're like, okay, I've heard like two things sure, about this. I've watch heard it. it's a movie and that it's out. That's about it. Um, Yeah, it was really stressful. And I don't love to be stressed during movies. I don't do suspense. I don't do scary. I still liked it, though. I thought the plot was good. I think it could have been a little less stressful. Okay. But overall, I will say that I liked it. How do you feel about Adam Sandler as a serious actor in this? Do you think he's a good actor, or do you kind of feel like it was overhyped? I thought he pulled it off well, doing a dramatic role. And again, maybe that's going into it without expectations because I've never seen Adam Sandler really do a dramatic role. So I th- think that's probably why I thought he was good. I think if I'd gone in like expecting big things from him, I might've been disappointed, but again, just went into it knowing nothing. Well, it is streaming now on Netflix. So I'd say watch, if you're hesitant on watching a stressful movie, give it like 30 minutes. And if you're not into the plot by that, what less than that, <laughs> I'd say less than that. I'd say if you're not into it by like, 15 minutes in okay 15 jump minutes out okay so give it the 15 minutes on netflix if you already have netflix it's free so you're not losing anything by having to rent it but i think if you're into action movies if you're into i feel it's a a whole different kind of plot than anything that's been out recently so um if you want to give that a shot it's on netflix now it's just so it almost reminded me of how stressed i was watching the joker which again is another one of your favorites yeah. we differ there true not as dark 
It's kind of in that same style. I, it's not as twisted and like. I just felt myself holding my breath at so many points. Yeah. It's one of those. Don't even bother getting like a movie snack. You're going to be too stressed. It's to eat not a popcorn. movie snack. Don't movie. get a movie snack. Uh, the other bit of movie news is that um, Regal Cinema is saying they're going to open starting in July. And you and I, the last movie we saw together was probably in January, February. February. We saw Birds of Prey. Okay. And the last movie I saw by myself was in March onward. And that was, that's kind of our thing. We go watch movies and um, with you living in Austin, we have Alamo Draft House there, which is, you like it because you can order food and drinks. I'm, I don't really like watching movies with food or drink, but they have really great screens, which I think kind of gets looked over and all the other stuff to the, those movie theaters. But like, it looks different there. It, they have like, it's like this really nice 4K. I know I'm getting nerdy here. <laughs> but the sound and the visual quality there is just so much better than other movie theaters. Why I really like it. And they also put a lot of emphasis into what they show before the previews. Like for the Adam Sandler movie, they did like a whole like setup of like his other movies and kind of a build up to it. They do some kind of piece before it that goes along with they it. They did that with Birds of Prey too. They yeah. did like a backstory on Harley Quinn, which I thought was helpful because I had no clue. Nobody knows. Yeah. So I, I really like Alamo for that reason of... They put a really big emphasis on like big movie fans and you get that kind of experience too. And then I feel like my favorite big chain is probably Regal because I don't know, like AMC is cool because they have the really, they have the IMAX, but I don't know. I like Regal for some reason and they're opening starting in July, which that's really the first month that they're putting out any kind of new movie straight to theaters again. That new Christopher Nolan movie is going to come out that first week of July and how do you feel about going back into a movie theater? Because I'm, I don't know. Like, July feels soon to me. Like, I know that movie theaters and movies are coming back then, but I don't think I'm ready to go back. I don't know that I want to go sit in a theater and have to wear a mask to watch a movie, which I know is going to be the protocol for a lot of things. I just don't know that I want to go. I think I would be too stressed out. Like, I don't think I would pay attention to the movie. Yeah, that's kind of how kind of I feel like. Even going to the grocery store now feels like a That's process. Stressful. It's stressful. And any like I don't mind wearing a mask, but I think if I'm going somewhere where it's supposed to be, I'm enjoying something and sitting there, I don't want to have to be concerned of all the other things around me. Like I like going in and being super zoned into the movie and it feels like it's going to be an added step right now. And I don't feel comfortable that I'd feel totally just relaxed going to watch a movie like that. I would rather watch it at home right now. I'd rather wait a while, I think. I just wonder kind of what they're going to do because if these theaters and companies are putting out movies and people aren't going, like, do they pull them again or do they put them back on streaming? Yeah, because they, I feel like right before everything shut down, I know talking about Alamo Drafthouse, they had done kind of a reduced seating mm -hmm. capacity. And if you were going with someone, you could buy seats together. Um, but other than that, they had like several seats blocked off in between. So I think they'll just kind of do like social distancing within a theater. What would be a cool thing to do now is rent out an entire theater and just you and I could go watch a movie. Sounds great. All right, we'll do that and we'll go watch Mulan. All right. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So that's been the episode for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Later. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.